Yeah, but she's Japanese. If you would, if you were called Cole Oriental, is Japanese. That's no, Oriental was the bad one. So yeah. Asian's not bad. No, Asian's not bad. They actually have. You know, why is Oriental bad? No, it's because it it considers the West as the center of the world. So you say everything East, because Oriental means East. So oh. it's Oriental, and then everything Occidental is West. I see. And so. Occidental. Yeah. Oriental? I thought the West was the center of the I mean, look at the time zones. <laughs> that is I mean, the it. North Pole. Oh, that's, yeah, the Eastern Green, Greenwich time. You know, it would be nice to do a I good like, turn. What's a good turn? Like a good turn, like in the scouts. Like, scouts. like a good turn daily. Oh, okay. Didn't you get your was never in scouts. I was a little bit. And your mom let you drive? Because uh, I, I, I convinced her. She tried to do it with Christian. She tried to do it with me. Um, because she started to do the... What is that? It was... Meth? No, was yeah. She started She started to do meth, and then she it's, gave up on it. No, she... When, when, you have, when I hit can, 17, I went and I talked with them, because that's when she was like, No, you need to get your eagle scout. And I went and I talked with the guy, and he's like, It's not possible. It's just not possible to get this because there's a waiting period between. There's like, yeah, life six you months. have to be for six months. Six months. Yeah. Like my mom was like, "Fine, you don't have to do that." Also, I mean, I mean, she had ten kids, yeah. and after a while, it's like, I need to get this guy to drive himself around. I can't go everywhere. Sure. Well, it's a little. So. It's a little silly that after like, it. This is at the time when. I lived in Cedar City when I was 15 till 16 and a half. I was almost 17. And so I moved back because my parents thought that they were being bad parents. Or, sorry, maybe they realized they were being bad parents. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a lot to deal with. and But so I moved home because they're like, and then they decided, oh, now you need to do this. It's like you're throwing everything on me. And I've been t- managing myself for the past three years so they wanted you to have your eagle before you drove which was silly yeah it is kind of silly because you're not tying two things together that are that makes you a better driver if you've done a service project Uh, no that was that was a punishment that was uh that was trying to get him to do his eagle oh that that wasn't a you'll you'll be a better driver that was oh no i I want my kids to be eagles dang it how can i get them to being an eagle scout doesn't make you a better driver just so you know no I just had the best drink ever, and so I'm very gassy right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sam would know that. Okay, yeah. yeah is, is that what you call gassy? Because I thought gassy was you're right, it like, does. like I, bowel related. It, it yeah, gas I think so, but, but the, I think gas can go yeah. that way too. I mean, can, that's what a burp but is. People typically will refer to gassy as in your bowels. I thought that only boys farted until I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I was a little bit younger than that, but I'm like, oh, this is a guy thing. <laughs> yeah, women don't do that. No. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. What, what are we talking about today? Who's, who's in charge? 
Uh, I'm somewhat in charge, but Nathan is uh, somewhat in charge too, just because he can pronounce the names. Are you names. guys doing the tandem? Uh, no, 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 this is all Thor's. He's at Tibet right now. Are you yeah. saying because Nathan's dating a Japanese woman that he can say all the names correctly? I cannot he, do that. He just has be- actually talked to her and been coached. Oh, okay. No. Which is more than I have. Oh, been, that's, so. that sounds more correct. Yes. It's like, so, oh, I've, I've got someone, I've got Icelandic heritage. I could say all the names right. No. <laughs> no. I kissed she, a girl from Iceland. She, uh, she speaks no. Japanese. She yeah. is Japanese no, and speaks the language and lived there. I, I, my pronunciation is not going to be good. Aum Shinrikyo. Aum Shinrikyo. Yeah. Aum Shinrikyo. Aum so anyway, <laughs> that is today's cult, okay? And to, to talk about uh, um, or um, uh, Shinrikyo, we have to talk about his the founder, okay? So the founder was a guy named Chizuo Matsumoto. It's Matsumoto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're not a little bit I, angry, if you don't, if you're not angry, if you're not going, mm, I'm doing it wrong. Mm, after each one, then you did it. You've done it incorrectly. <laughs> so anyway, this kid, uh, born and raised to a very poor family, one of nine children. His dad worked uh, making mats. You know those mats on the floor, like straw mats. Yeah, the straw mats, and that's what he'd made for a living. Very, very poor, and also he was blind in his left eye. His right eye, he had just a limited vision. He had infantile glaucoma, something like that. Just a really bad situation. But his parents got it together enough to get him into a school for the blind. While he was uh, there, uh, his teachers noted that he was a leader. Yeah, kids followed him, but also they noticed that he had a temper. Uh, if someone was his enemy, he'd beat him up. Since he had a little bit of vision and everyone else around him was blind. I was going to say, like, <laughs> it, it, is that what made him the leader? The fact that he could see? He's like, well, I'm going to take control because I see what's going on. I read some uh, about this uh, someplace where they were talking about how he uh, would kind of like downplay how much he could see. So the teachers would, so they didn't know how much he could see. And then it kind of, he power played the teachers too. So mm-hmm. he, and then he could steal stuff and people wouldn't know he could, he could rearrange things. He, he just had, he was a manipulator. Yeah. And, he, he, he was and that good school at it. and that situation taught him to be a little bit more of that. And since he was the only one who could see, even if it was just a little bit, man, he could get away with an awful lot of stuff. I'm sure. What is it in the Valley of the Blind? In the Valley of the Blind, the half-eyed man is the king. king. Yeah, right. something like that. <laughs> anyway, so he was he was king, getting lunch money and whatnot. The typical bully behavior. Uh, he graduated. His plan was to try and uh, pass the exams to be like a, a doctor or a lawyer, something like that. Uh, in Japan, you've got exams to get in there, and they're incredibly hard. He couldn't do it. To be a doctor, that's a little difficult being blind. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's not... But it's I don't sur- want a blind doctor operating. Um, yeah, I don't want a doctor I'm operating. I'm going to operate on your appendix. Doctor, it- that's my head. <laughs> but you do want a blind urologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want him to compliment me. No. <laughs> Touched by Ronaldo.
Stories from around the world of how Ronaldo has touched each one of us in that special way. This happened to me three days ago, okay? So I was down at the plasma center because uh, I, well, I was giving plasma because I'm really poor. And uh, they, they have everything partitioned off and it's really good. And I was sitting there and they have to check you out before you do anything. And so I was showing them my arms and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you have to say your name. And I was just focusing on my little thing. And I heard next to me, there was this, uh, you know, the nurse was there and she's like, what's your name? And I heard this very nice cultured voice saying, my name is Ronaldo." And I was like, oh, and I was like, I can't believe it. It's like, again, it's the legend. And I, I was like almost afraid to turn my eyes and my face tore there, and I, I just laughed, and I, and then I just slowly turned, and he just disappeared. <laughs> so it was just a quarter, the, just a glimpse from the corner of my eye. But I thought, how appropriately awesome! Uh, I'm not the only one who's giving of his vitally fluids, vital fluids to save others. I think Ronaldo's doing the same thing. So. Gotta, you got to think like. <clears throat> How blessed would you be to get Ronaldo's fluids? <laughs> I think that's why he did it. I don't think you know, Ronaldo's not the type that would need money for you know just normal human stuff. So he probably did it to bless to bless someone. Uh-huh. So some some person's in a hospital someplace and they need plasma or or, or tear transplants. <laughs> <laughs> And he gets those precious bodily fluids. Yeah, those precious bodily fluids. I, I'm just in awe, in awe. Well, so, I'm, I may just lie about needing plasma tonight. So just for the chance of getting some of Ronaldo's plasma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's my Ronaldo story. Really happened. <clears throat> I was like, I heard the name Ronaldo, and I just, oh, yeah? I, I just wow. laughed. I was like, no way. This wow. is so good. <laughs> he went into acu, uh, acupuncture, which I hear is a traditional thing for a blind man to do in uh, Japan. He did uh, Chinese medicine and acupuncture, stuff like that. He got married, uh, started having kids. Things were going really swimmingly until he was convicted for selling false medication. Were they like placebos, like sugar pills, or were they some other medication as... Well, it's Chinese medication, so I don't care. I don't care. think he had... Rhino. Rhino horn and, and yeah. tiger's blood. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that can't do very much for you. I think it was that he didn't have a license to do it. Ah, was that he, it? Yeah, he went through part of, of acupuncture school... And then thought he knew all of the healing arts. That was no disrespect on Chinese medicine, by the way, because uh, I'm sure a lot of it is really, really good. I just have a hard time with the animal parts doing too much for you. So anyway, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Not so, until you've had rhino horn. Hey, not until you say that it doesn't work. <laughs> that is what I'm missing in life, it, is rhino horn. It works horn. for me. <laughs> Nathan is, has a, a hard on 24 Wait, hours a day. No, no, it helps my vision. What are you oh, talking that about? <laughs> okay. I don't know what it does. All I know is that I there's no not very many rhinos left. I think so. it does something like that. I think it's, it's, it's an aphrodisiac or something. 
Huh. Am I wrong? Every, every endangered creature. I think that's the tiger body parts blood. are an aphrodisi- aphrodisiac in some country. I'm sure. Needless to say, his business completely failed. He had to declare bankruptcy. He's got wife and kids and whatnot. And so he's like, you know what? I need to be more spiritual. So he gets involved in uh, one of these religious organizations. And and uh, he went to India for a couple of years. And he came back enlightened. He's like, I have been enlightened. He started forming a, a religion. And the religion is the one that we're talking about, and it it went through two variants. There were there were uh, he called it a name first, and then he went with uh, Umshirikyo. His religion that he kind of formed up was kind of a Buddhist, uh, mostly Buddhist, but it also had some Christian elements, especially like into the world Armageddon kind of stuff, and it had some Hindu elements as well. Remember, he was in India for a while. But it came down to basically he was a savior. He could take sins upon him of his followers and he could give them mystical powers and there was going to be the end of the world coming and his followers would be safe. And it's always nice to be safe. There was a lot of meditation involved and different things. Uh, As I say, it was mostly kind of a Buddhist sect, but also... There was a lot of initiation things, and you'd pay to advance. You know, people would pay to to get his hair so they could, like, make tea out of it and, like, his sweat and blood. And you paid for his bath water. He has bath water. Uh, did so, he sell, like, urine and stuff, too? I don't know, but I'm I'm sure he would have if he was giving <laughs> him enough money. Like, how do you go from... From that point to, to okay, now I'm going to be a Buddhist monk or whatever it might be, whatever religion, to I'm the savior and I can take your sins on me. Well, uh, go to India for two years. That's all it is? <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's, a, that, that's a great point because, like, you see a lot of people that do that and, and then I'll, I'll see other people that will be like, Oh, they're so enlightened. They went to India or they, they went and they studied with this monk or whatever it might be. And they're so, you know, hmm. that, that mystical thing where that's like, oh, they're enlightened. Yeah. That's powerful. Well, every, a lot of um, religious cult leaders uh, have done some kind of pilgrimage to Jerusalem or Mecca. Mecca, yeah, or, or India. It does kind of give credence to it because he, um, at, at one time, had an audience with the Dalai Lama. He did, and he had pictures. As, as that that is part of the things that cults should do again. Yeah. Once again, always good to visit with the Dalai Lama. Uh, that's two and cults get that have visited. Is this the same Dalai Lama? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, he's Has usually he... really choosy though. So they they have to do kind of. I mean, they vet everyone who comes to see him, uh-huh. so they have to really lie through their teeth to get that far. India basically has almost no Buddhists in it now. It didn't Buddhism or not. originate from it? It did originate there, yeah. but it's not like they have these huge temples and stuff like that anymore. It's, it's very low percentile. In fact, for a while, it was almost gone completely. So China took that one over. Uh, well, in China and some of their areas, you know, we've okay. got Japan. Japan. It's all over the place. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. The ironic thing is is China kind of destroyed the the center of a modern-day Buddhism uh, um, in uh, 
Tibet. World Tibet. Tibet. Yeah. Tibet. Yeah, in Tibet, which is a tragedy. Yeah. That is. And that's why the Dalai Lama is in exile. But the Dalai Lama is Buddhist. But mentioning that okay, is going to get the Chinese sure. government on our backs, and we're already going to have the Scientology guys on us. So yeah. now we've we've we got two have Nexium and the Chinese government on our backs. Maybe yeah. we should get an audience with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't mind talking to him. I for wouldn't. A while. I wouldn't. He sounds like an interesting guy. Going back to the cult here. So anyway, he gets back to Japan. He changes his name to Shoko Asahara. Which, which I've learned means basically that you're saying you're Jesus or you're the Buddha, you're enlightened, you're the way. It has those connotations to yeah. it. And he started forming uh, the religion, Om. And uh, we talked about some of the stuff was going on. He supposedly could levitate. And, have you uh, seen the picture of him levitating? I have, and I love it. <laughs> There's a picture of him levitating? Back when he was in good shape. Well, it looks like, well, when you explain it, it looks like if you were sitting down and then, like, pushed with your feet, like, sitting down cross-legged, with pushed with your feet up, and then someone took a picture just like that. So his hair is really blurry, his arms are kind of blurry, and then his body, (laughs) his feet are... Cross-legged. His legs are cross-legged. But it looks like he went... And, then. and he's got this strain on his face. He's like, oh, try working really hard. I, I love that. It's a great picture. And awesome. So he wrote a couple books and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but it's, it's a doomsday cult, okay? There's got to be some doomsday involved in there. And he had some prophecies that uh, the world was going to end through uh, the beginning of the end of the world was going to be uh, uh, chemical attacks. And... United States was going to basically bomb everyone with atomic bombs, and that was going to be the end of the world. So right from the get-go, he worked a lot on middle-income, rich, intelligent uh, students, professors, and scientists, and he was able to get a pretty good uh, following pretty quickly. His, I mean, it was really new agey, but since there were a lot of people, this was at the height of their uh, power as a country. So this was... Japan's. Yeah, yeah. J- Japan's uh, power as a country. So in the... 1980s, 1980s, back when Japan had a lot of power. Yeah, and so they had people, this, this class of people who had money, but not a lot to do. They kind of felt responsible. They wanted to change the world. There was a new this religion that had some of these new ideas and they were really sciencey ideas. Uh, I think it just really attracted that group. And you had all the initiation stuff. You, I mean, the, he had people like sensory devora- deprivation, like staying in caves for five or six days with no light. And then like being put in boiling water and underneath it for a while. And, and you know, stuff like that. Boiling Just water? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of their, one of their uh, guys died doing that. And they cremated him her i think it was her or him and uh, yeah made him disappear in fact a lot of people died i can imagine you would you would get scalded your skin would get cooked really yeah. fast mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know they did a lot of the sem- the hyperthermia where they'd put you at like 120 degrees mm-hmm. and then leave you there kind of like you're in a sauna for hours for hours mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the good things i think yeah i, I love heat. Uh, <laughs> <But then laughs> that'll they, kill you too <laughs> but then the drugs 
Yeah, they they had drugs there. They, they, they gave crazy. them like, force fed them LSD, uh-huh. sensory deprivation, and uh, gave them these ideas while they were in the dark mm-hmm. about the leader and how much they should obey him. It was a really science fictiony. Wow. It yeah, it sounds was, brutal too. Well, he came along just at the right time too, as this, as Nathan was saying there. A whole lot of. Uh, monetary success, not a whole lot of religion. There were quite a few other religions getting started at that same time. It was mm-hmm. it was it was a hotbed for that. Uh, people were looking for things, and also, I think a, there's a lot of te- aspects in Buddhism that appeal to uh, intelligent people. It worked. It worked. There was a lot of followers. He became very rich, mm-hmm. over a billion dollars. Oh uh, yeah, and so he, and so he did very well in Japan. Uh, he went over to Russia, formed uh, uh, this religion over there too. He had ten, yeah. like thousands, tens of thousands of yeah. followers. Hmm. Yeah, tens of thousands of followers. Yeah. He had some trouble getting his group, his sect, turned into a religion, considered a religion by the Japanese government. In fact, there was this lawyer who was really digging in to the stuff he was doing. And uh, he was doing a lot of crazy things. And he got his followers to go kill him, his wife, and his kid. Took him out, went away. Uh, and eventually, they were able to get the government's backing to to form a religion. A lot of... I, I read a little bit about this where it was kind of a veiled threat to other people. Like, mm. okay, you want to mess with us and get in our way... Yeah. Then you and your family, because he got their kid, the mom and the and the government official, the whole mm-hmm. family disappeared yeah. and placed in barrels and different in air. in different parts. Yeah, their teeth were destroyed and yeah. So it was kind of like uh, we're you better give us government uh, sanctioned, like uh, recognized for being a being a religion. I yeah, he was. The stuff he that he did, uh, as it goes on, it gets worse and worse. But the stuff he did was so blatant, and yet the government, the, the Japanese government, let him get away with it uh, forever until finally, uh, well, there was an attack on the the train station. But we'll talk about that later. But from what I've read and I've uh, listened to and stuff like that, there are two reasons why. One is that he actually had some control in among the police. Mm. And the other one was is that the Japanese, uh, this is the first time they were having a true freedom, freedom of religion, and they were afraid to touch it uh, the, because it was a religion and they didn't want to mess around with it. They didn't want to uh, appear to be taking away someone's uh, religious right. And so they, but they were, they were so slow on doing things the government was. It was ridiculous. It's like, why aren't you jumping on this? And they didn't do it for a long time. Did they find the bodies in barrels? Did they Did they know that he did it? Did he claim that he did it? No. So this happened uh, basically when he got captured and they started interviewing followers. It was, they found him about six years later after this happened. Okay. So anyway, the cult keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, you got the doomsday's prophecies going on and stuff like that. So... After a while, Shoko Asahara decided that he wanted to get into government. And so he got about uh, 20 of his followers into uh, low-level government positions, at least uh, a 
trying to get elected into him. And he had a big campaign and they had, you know, people dancing in the street and shouting slogans and uh, cool little music going on. And uh, he also had his own anime show and about him about him and stuff like that him doing cool stuff and he was on talk shows and stuff like that you know it's much easier to do miracles as a cartoon <laughs> than in real life i mean levitation think of the things levitation oh, flying you have superpowers it's he, so easy fighting he dragons the he was the inspiration for airbender uh, so anyway, this is going great, and the election comes through, and none of his guys get elected. In fact, he only gets a couple thousand votes between us guys, and he's got more people members than he had votes. So even members weren't. Voting yeah, so for even that. his members weren't voting for him, and it really sent him into depression. He got very angry about that, and he decided that, well, dang it. If we can't do this the legal way, we're going to do it another way. And he started going full bore into the, uh, we're going to take over the government and spread terror. And there were several different things he did. One of them is he went to Russia. Nathan loves this one. And he bought <laughs> an attack helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Any cult that buys a, an, yeah. attack, an attack helicopter has a good. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Can we sell an attack helicopter on our store, please? Nope, we cannot. <laughs> no. Because we are the nice cult. We oh, can't. Okay. We can't do that. Uh, let's see. He got plans for like tanks, building tanks, and uh, he started trying to do that. He got plans and got a factory for uh, AK-47s. But the big thing is. He started developing nerve, nerve agents. Yeah. Sarin is the right Sarin, one. Yeah. Although he was going for other ones too. Like yeah, he had a VX whole bunch gas. Of, yeah, he had a lot of crazy things. He did. He get access to uh, what is that stuff? That sheep? Yeah, anthrax. Ebola, yeah, anthrax. Uh, hmm. Anthrax, or at least he tried to get a whole yeah. that. And he, and he tried several different ways of of killing people, and with varying degrees of success. He had a factory in Japan somewhere that was just where he was trying to develop sarin and it was letting out noxious fumes and stuff like that. The neighbors were all complaining everywhere. I mean, the thousands of complaints and the government wouldn't do anything about it. Uh, so finally they did something about it, but they, he'd already moved everything out. Uh, so he was developing that and he went to Australia and bought a big ranch there and started trying to kill sheep with, sarin gas and figuring out how to do it and uh, he was able to come up with a good gas nerve agent that would kill uh, congratulations to him admire a cult leader who sets out a goal and then accomplishes that goal and he hmm. did and it's hard to do it, it i mean it, he had scientists and stuff like that working on it. it still took a while so i think sarin was developed by the nazis wasn't it i think so yeah. I, i'm not positive anyway it's a nerve agent and it, what it does is it causes your your muscles to basically spasm like charlie horses but hmm. all your muscles including your lungs a very very painful way yeah. to do to die sounds like a charlie stampede uh yeah <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Charlie, Charlie Horse. Horse. Charlie Horse. Oh, yeah. 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 Ye
was he losing followers while he was doing this? I think his cult was kept on growing. Oh, really? Yeah. It was getting bigger and bigger. And even though, I mean, like, his followers would kidnap their family and relatives and hold them for ransom and, mm. and do stuff like that. Exactly. And it's like, what were the police doing? It's like no, nothing was really going on as far as they, they weren't getting stopped. And so, anyway, the gas was perfected, and he had a trial run on a neighborhood, uh, kind of a rich neighborhood uh, full of uh, lawyers and stuff like that. And he had this van made up there, and in the middle of the night, they went out there and just uh, dumped a whole bunch of gas and and left, and uh, people died. Government still didn't do anything. (laughs) Interesting aside, Uh did you know manslaughter is a compound word. And if you spell it out, it could be manslaughter or man's laughter. Maybe that's how it was supposed to be, you know. It's like honest, Your Honor, you're just not getting the you're just not getting the joke. It was really funny. Don, are these two guys this I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that you're part of the wrong cold right now. <laughs> I need to see both of them written out right now because I think that they're spelled differently. Nope, it's not. <laughs> man's laughter, manslaughter. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so anyway, the whole thing boiled down to uh, the big attack was in, let's see, I got the date of it march 20th 1995 tokyo subway session so five or six of his followers released sarin gas in the subway and then walked out you know when the doors were open thousands of people were trapped in these trains with this gas coming out and uh there were only 13 deaths can you believe that but thousands of people were affected in fact still affected uh, so years later, mm-hmm. uh, it permanently damaged them. And that finally got the ball rolling. For some reason, the police decided to actually do something. And so eventually, he was found in one of his compounds behind a false wall. And he was grabbed. And uh, that did not end kind of this war, though, because his 13-year-old daughter took over the cult and they started doing attacks. Someone came in there and shot the chief of police, killed him. They had a couple of attacks that could have potentially killed thousands of people, but the detonator on both of them did not work. Oof. I know. So uh, a 13-year-old kid, like he was doing she, a number. She. Sorry, <clears throat> no, he he did a number on her. Yeah, like his, yeah. yeah. For like, her to believe that. And enough to direct people to to do all this was. You know, amazing. when you're 13 years old, though, sometimes you think you're the smartest person, and when someone's trying, to, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you don't think things through as the way you should. So, I guess, yeah, it's kind of scary. Anyway, what about his other kids? His other kids. So he's got uh, about 12 kids, I think. And Nathan was saying from different followers, not just his first wife. He's got. According to Wikipedia, he's got one daughter that has his ashes right now that hates the whole cult thing. 
and wants to just like throw it in the sea, but his wife and several of the other children want to grab that and make a shrine uh, in his honor with with his ashes. So, so that was a spoiler. He is dead. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. So anyway, he was captured. Uh, he went on trial. Uh, most of his main lieutenants got captured, and they ratted on him. And that's how we know what's going on because he never really spilled anything. What's crazy about when I was when I was doing a little bit of investigation on this, they were talking about the Japanese uh, justice system. And they don't give you advance warning. If you're sent sentenced to death, you can go through all of your appeals and everything. But you don't know, like, this day I'm going to die. It's just like, okay, today's your day. Like, bang. Yep, yeah. Bad. He, and he was hanged. That was the end of the violent uh, part of this cult. The cult still exists, or religion, I should say. They've changed their name to uh, Leaf or something like that. And now they make Sriracha. Yeah. Is, no, I'm just kidding. Is the 13-year-old still in charge? I hope not. Did the, she get put the, in jail for The cult, I don't know. I don't know anything about the 13-year-old other than she was in charge for a couple of weeks. Let's find out. <laughs> I mean, not right now, but let's find out. I want an update. We should, like, we what, should get an update like, what's on going what's going on with, on with this. With you know, 13 years old, there's no way she'd get the death penalty. Yeah. And she was just telling people she wasn't actually doing it herself. Oh, no. That's not an excuse. Oh no! I know. I, I'm not no. saying. I'm just saying that. I don't care. It would be hard. I don't hard care to what get. age you are when you're going around ordering thousands of people to be murdered. Man, her lawyers would just be like, you know, Daddy indoctrinated me, and That's awesome. there's nothing much you could say. I mean, I'm not saying she wouldn't get prison time, but death penalty. What do no. you do? How do you, how do you follow that? Do you work at a like a do that and then work at a sushi factory? Like in some, there, there is no way to top a, that. In a lot of cases, I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I understand she's underage or whatever." But I think in this case, I'm I'm gonna say, "You know what? We need to put some no." Like there, at some point, it needs to be yeah. Nope, she needs to die. Tried as an adult. You can't just. Yep, she needs to be tried as adult. You can't for a thirteen-year-old. Yes, no, yeah. you can't. You shouldn't do it. It's, especially yes, like, she's nope. just like taking over dad's shoes. You you can't do it. You, you you put her in a lot of counseling, uh, and so on and so forth. Keep it, a good eye on her. But. It, it depends on it. I guess you'd have to still go to trial. Yeah, Dad did those things to her. Yeah, whatever. But if she was in it like a hundred percent, if she was like, nope, we're gonna do this, or if while she was there, she's just like, oh, okay, these leaders are telling me I should do that. Okay, I'll do it. That's a different story. If you're going to hold a 13-year-old responsible for something like that, then they should be able to enter into contracts and buy cars and vote. And I yeah. would think that you, once you're responsible enough to die for something you did, you should have all the other freedoms that go along with it. Like, don't you think? I think that in a way you are... American. In, in a way you're correct. This is Japan anyway. When you're 13, you can drink. You can you can buy drink. No, on the, you can't. Not in America. Sorry, in Japan, you can. No, no. I don't know. They have soda machines that have beer in them. Yeah, but it's, it's illegal. I mean, have you have a, in the anime? No, no kid drinks. No kid drinks. They're offered and they always say no. Yeah, They're like that's no, good. that's illegal. They, they, it isn't. You they, you can't drink in Japan. I yeah, you find can. out. I'm gonna find Go out find and out. report back. Find out. Okay. Sounds good. Anyway, I'm just saying the United States 
she'd be she, uh, she would not get the death penalty unless there's something crazy different in Japan. She wouldn't get the death penalty. Oh, so. it's twenty years. You have to be twenty years to drink in Japan. There it is, twenty years. Oh, yep, okay. you have to be. But they've got soda machines. It doesn't matter. That's like saying. It's like giving, putting weed on your, on your, you know, kitchen counter and telling your kids, "Hey, don't, don't, don't take that." Gunner, how much Everclear do we have in the house? <laughs> Everclear we is not anything that anyone <laughs> Did you would ever drink. try like, and full, sample that. <laughs> full grown, full grown. No, because mom told me I'd go blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Japanese Full people are telling me. Grown their kids. men <laughs> won't drink Everclear, okay? The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. So good, hot water. I love that. Yeah, no, but that was boiling. <laughs> maybe, hot water. maybe, maybe in moderation. In moderation, exactly. But I love hot water. There's, there's nothing better than some hot water. Yeah. And, well, and so I, I love. Sauna would. I mean, sauna sounds nice, but maybe not for two hours. No, no, no. no but a good, yeah, a good hot sauna though is a good yeah. way to celebrate. It uh, is. The teachings of Ronaldo. Yeah. We yep. we do a sauna every single episode. Just about. We've missed a couple, but a sauna. Very yeah, few. It's practically a ritual now. It, it mm-hmm. is. Number two, pictures with the Dalai Lama. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Great, I, great one. Or good luck charm. A Let's luck see. Charm, yeah. What else? Number three, taking all your um, followers' cash and getting them to kidnap family members. That's the bad thing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the bad thing. Okay, I'm mixing this good. up. I think, good first. I think going going somewhere and, and meditating and learning to meditate and stuff, I think that that's a good thing. I really do like meditation. I do. And that was a big part of the cult, getting a helicopter, right? And if you can get a swinging helicopter, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good yeah, plus. Right? Yeah. From surplus Soviet army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just... I just it's iffy. Why go to Russia to get yeah, Because whatever. that's where you can. Yeah, because <laughs> because the Russian government was a little bit iffy at the time and and they were allowing things like that to happen. It's hard to find any more good things on this one. I think we're done with the good. Yeah. A good yeah, that's the well they did have their own anime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. That that's good. We, we yeah, could have our own anime. It would be fun. It would be fun. Do to a Ronaldo anime. Yeah. We should do anime of Ronaldo. All the stories yeah. that come in, like at the end of the year, mm-hmm. we have like his stories out. Him coming in with the the, the man with the uh, with the beers and him tipping it over, and then oh, now we bring two beers in. No. <laughs> the Slurpy machine. And the Slurpy machine. machine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the good ones. Okay. So the bad, obviously, okay, so I really don't have a problem with end of the world cults and religions, okay? I think that's fine. It's when you try and get it started, jump started the end of the world, that's what I have a problem with. Mm. I mean, not only are you setting the date, but you're trying to jump start it and make it happen. It's always a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I, I have a problem with, with end-of-the-world um, cults in general. Just because if you think, I mean, even if you don't, if you're not the one starting things, if you believe that, you know, God's going to cleanse the earth and, and it 
you can just let things go to pot. You can throw garbage all over the streets. You can burn forests. You can do all that kind of stuff. God will fix it. You know, it doesn't really. So you're, you're saying that it takes uh, away some of the responsibility because you're like, I think so. Uh, you know what? You do, you do have a point, especially if you put a date on it. Uh, if it's just like sometime in the future. Mm. Even, I, even without a date. Yeah. Even without a date. Like, I know people they're, they're, that have been like, it doesn't matter because, you know, the world's going to end anyway. You know, it's like, yeah. well, it does matter. Doesn't it also stop you from trying as hard here? If yeah. you're like, well, the, the real, this is just a practice world. The world you're going to live on in in eternity is uh, is going to be much better than this world here and this won't last long anyway so why fix it yeah. why be your best here there, there are several major religions that have it arm of the armageddon into the world tale including christian religions yeah, and i haven't i've met a number of people who are like yeah, God will take care. We'll take care of it. You know, global warming. God will take care of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. There are people out there, but if they didn't have the religion there, I'm sure it would be something else. You know, some some other reason why not to do anything about it. I don't think it's the religion itself that is causing them to be like, ah, whatever. Oh, you know, an excuse. Just rather it's, take away the excuse. It's it's like that old joke, uh, any excuse will do, <laughs> kind <laughs> of thing. Um, you know, where it's just like, whatever, it's just an excuse. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, but you, I, you guys might be right. You you do have some good points there. I've actually thought like that before. I've been like, it doesn't really matter. And then I have to, like, force myself to be like, no, it does, it does. matter. It does. So I have to, like, my my stance on things have changed. My stance on global yeah. warming. My stance on how I treat the environment and treat whatever. Mm-hmm. How I treat my, my brother has changed because I guess it does matter. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you, Gunner. I appreciate that. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm the same way. I, I, there's an awful lot of it doesn't matter uh, with me, too, but it's never... Because I think the second coming is coming tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But you're right. It, it could be. So I changed my mind. We won't have an Armageddon portion to our cult, okay? Dang it. Well, I'll tell you what. The Armageddon will happen in the next world. <laughs> in the nice place? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're not to that point yet. We're not to like what we're going to add. We're still going on the bad. So yeah, we're still going on the bad. The, the bad... Killing people? Yeah, killing yeah. people like, always bad. Actually, going out of your way to make weapons of mass destruction, to mm-hmm. to make, you know, to machine jump guns, really, yeah. to make all those things, like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah. Because it's going to be the end of the world. Can our official position be a cults should not have tanks, AK-47s, <laughs> or Saron gas? I think yeah. you should. Saren, I think that you can. It's not Sauron gas. No, Saren, I think whatever. so. Well, the only <laughs> because, the only tanks yeah. you can have is someone tanks saying you're welcome afterwards. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, that's a that's a Marx Brothers. Mm. That's yeah. That's from Duck Soup. Duck Soup. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if we have any uh, listeners old enough to even remember that. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Why, when I was young. 
building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Anything we want to grab on besides the getting an attack helicopter? Oh. I think anime. Yeah, I think we need. Anime, I think yeah. we need to make an anime character, or at least, at least Ashton. manga. Yeah, we we can at least do manga. Just I don't the, know just what manga, the, is. manga is like anime, but written. Yeah. it's on page on paper. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's basic. Okay, manga is comics. Is Japanese comics. Um, anime is Japanese oh, cartoons. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. it's the difference between God, comics and then cartoons. light novel but is someone's just, just being someone's just being picky. Meh. No, I mean, we say, no. we say yes, comics and cartoons. No, because you say cartoon, you can still see a cartoon, and someone will uh, someone will call that a cartoon character. Do you say Do you say I'm going to go see a movie, or do you say I'm going to go see a picture, or film? Uh, sometimes I'll say either one. Or go to the cine. Oh, whatever. I'll probably say a movie more than anything. Okay. I'll say that more than anything. Uh, but I, I have said show. both. Cheerio. Yeah, when I'm trying to be funny, I'll say the picture show. Cheerio. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, possibly some sort of uh, cartoon. That sounds good. Anime. Mm-hmm. Manga. All right. Manga. No. Okay. No, and I refuse. Then... I'm going to refuse to call it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, right. those that love this stuff. No. It's anime. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want to shout out to The Cult Vault. It's another podcast about cults. And uh, we, I was chatting with somebody from there this week. And, uh, the, well, they, they mentioned our cult on, their, on the air. So, no way. Yeah. Really? That's cool. cool. Yeah, they're out of England. So, out of England? Yeah. We're getting wow. international exposure here. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. I had the advantage of knowing women's anatomy more than women did growing up. What about this? Like the going through like that sounds great. They're just like, how do I have this? I'm like, yeah, you also have this. It also functions like this. Just because men also can what? produce milk. <laughs> this is because you were because your mom teaches midwifery. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. so, exactly. So he knew all about cervix and yeah. Uh, I, the I do remember. I knew the shape. I could be like, oh, that. I do remember your mom's has that. She had that like fabric pelvic girdle that you could practice with. Birth. You could you have the baby that you <laughs> shove like, through it. This is the unsexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, giving birth is very unsexy. I don't know. It, it, no, it is. It is. There's nothing sexy. There's about nothing birth. sexy. About and people it. will will say, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's it, a beautiful experience, but it's not pretty. It's, it's, and not, it's sexy. not beauty. Beautiful. It's yeah. se- not sexy. 
it's it's natural. something that you want to be a part of. Yeah, but but you're not at all thinking like I remember my first birth. It was with my friend. She like invited me to it because her her boyfriend was in jail. <laughs> Way to step up. <laughs> and so yeah, no. So her her mom was a midwife, and so she but she's like, yeah, why don't you come on over? And she was walking around naked. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, hey, come and hold her because I like I had to like hold her in some positions or whatever. I think the mom was trying to get me to marry her. Uh, <laughs> I think that she was. And this like, was not the come on line. This, no, afterwards I was like, hey baby, let's get together. No, it was like, it was an awesome experience. It wasn't pretty. You know, it was interesting. It was life. It was life. Messy. But yeah, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But it was like I say, I was like, maybe that is the come on. Maybe that's the new thing. It's like, hey, I'm having a baby. Come on over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some support. That's new. That's the new first base. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to cool. hear more about this uh, male lactation. That sounds pretty sexy. <laughs> is there something lactation? I need to know? If, no, if you, you suck on a male's nipple enough that he'll start producing milk, yeah. okay? Like Typically, red, it's red like blood. No, no, <laughs> it's like that's why. There are some. No, it's. Could it's, we do an experiment it's, here? It's, not, not. No, no, no. It, it wouldn't get be, away from you. It would okay? be. Uh, <laughs> but you could have like a little vacuum thing or one of those. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you could. There you could are milk. some. Okay. I think they're. Some African cultures is it Africa. Or yeah, is an it African uh, older older oh, males man. grandpas will uh, will be the nursemaids. Yeah, will be nursemaids. Wow. So. Well, the reason the older they produce more estrogen at that age. Yeah, and, and so it's easier. it makes it easier. I, I want to see the proof on this. <laughs> uh, there are pictures. I want a lactating grandpa. Grandpa. No, I don't. <laughs> I actually I do not want to see that. Don't send photos to send photos to Nathan at no. Please don't. I I have seen pictures, Nathan. Okay, and they don't look pretty.